First, before we start, I'd like to acknowledge two new patrons, Laura and Peter. Uh, Laura has a podcast. It's a film podcast. It is called Fatal Femmes, and it's very good. Perhaps, if I play my cards right, I could be a guest on this uh, upcoming and I'm only saying this because I know I will be. So go in, subscribe to Fatal Femmes because Laura is amazing. Our other um, patron is Peter, as I said. And I don't think Peter has a podcast. If I'm wrong, Peter, reach out. Let me know. Uh, I mean, all around, he's an amazing person because he is patreoning our podcast so whether he has some creative endeavor of his own that doesn't matter and by it doesn't matter i mean peter reach out to us let us know if you're doing anything that you want us to plug we will do so but thank you both for becoming patrons and supporters of the show remember if you want to be as amazing as these two individuals go to patreon.com slash good times great movies for $5, you get all of our back content, all of our bonus episodes. I believe it is up to 10, 12 full-length episodes that no one else has heard or possibly will ever hear. And for $15, you get to program an episode of our show each and every year. So head over even if you're not sure if you want to Patreon us, that's not, I'm not using that word correctly. Check it out. See what's available. Maybe you'll decide to do so. Patreon.com slash good times, great movies. Okay, let's get on with the show. No charm, no personality, no charisma, no humor, no catchphrase. Jamie, yeah. let's go watch Chuck Norris in Code of Silence. to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. It is here where we come together to speak about movies from the 1980s. It is me, Jamie Lorello, alongside DP McCambridge, mm -hmm. to talk about yet another gem of the 80s. And I'll say gem because, <laughs> because I'm going to misuse that word. That's why. <laughs> oh, Jamie, you had set yourself up to say because this movie is truly outrageous. Oh, <laughs> truly, truly, truly outrageous. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, let me back that up. I'm okay, do great. it again. You edit it, okay? Yeah, yeah, I'll put that in. Okay, I'll say gem because this movie is truly outrageous. Truly, truly, it's three trulys, right? Truly. Yes, it's outrageous. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Guys, we're done. We're yeah. the episode <laughs> over. Patrons, you got 20 minutes. Everybody else, 30 <laughs> seconds. That's up. You piece it together. Watch it. This this is a new kind of podcast we're doing. We're just going to tell you what we watch, and then you guys talk amongst yourselves about it. You said you piece it together. I thought you were about to call our listeners pieces <laughs> of shit. <laughs> you pieces of shit. You want more than 30 seconds of a podcast? Give us $5 a month. <laughs> you pieces of shit. I had to watch a Chuck Norris movie. Never in my life have I watched one. 
now. I can't say that. You'll be washing your eyes with soap for days after this, trying <laughs> to get true. it out. It's not it's going true. anywhere. <laughs> nope, it's in. Oh, it's in. That tight brown leather jacket that he's wearing. <laughs> what about so the many zippers and snaps all over that thing? In the very beginning, they're undercover, yeah. right, in Chicago, and he's oh. in. He's he's an undercover garbage man, I guess, is what he is. With the <laughs> he's an undercover with the, cop, Jamie. No, he's but I mean, a garbage he's man. Undercover, sorry. He's undercover as a garbage man. Yes, right? right. But he's got this like red handkerchief tied around his neck and this like, fancy vest. He's like the most well-dressed oh, garbage man. It's a man. very kicky scarf that he's got on. And yeah, yeah, and what are they doing? Like, what garbage truck drives under train tracks to get garbage? Like, who's putting cans out down there? I don't know. It's not a good undercover operation. No, no. And the amount of people involved? It's like the entire the Chicago whole, police yeah, department. Yeah, the whole the police department. And they're all in different places. Like, why are the two Why are they in, in the cemetery? The, in the cemetery. I don't know. They appear to be miles away and are yes. the first on the scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> But then there's another car that's supposedly parked right in front of the building and can't yes. figure out why those mysterious painters come in. And it's it, they're right in front of the building. And it's it's Chuck Norris that tells them, or I think it's Chuck Norris, that's like, that building's being demolished. Why are painters in there? How did they not see that? After there is so much gunfire, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It takes Chuck Norris like 20 minutes to find this apartment. Like, he didn't <laughs> know where any of this was happening. Yes. When this first goes down, the the one black guy that's luring the one guy with the crazy hairdo, who is that guy with the shady haircut? That mulleted monster. <laughs> yes. That guy has some great hair. That is a that's a guy who just showed up to set like that and they were like, We don't need to do anything with you. You no. look so out of place in this movie. You <laughs> belong here. <laughs> Too bad he dies early on. But... I know. <laughs> I wanted a whole movie. I wanted him to be the I wanted to follow that hair. I wanted to keep seeing where the hair would go and if it moved much. But so wait, was that one I remember, don't be conspicuous. Just walk around with a trombone case? (laughs) Just in the inner city, terrible neighborhood, wear a suit with that mullet and a trombone case. You're not going to... You'll totally blend in. Yeah, you're totally blending in. And wait, so was the other guy, he wasn't setting him up. Um, with the cops, was he? The other the guy, guy that was him setting him. Brought him. He was okay. He was. Yeah, because okay. he's the guy who's in the car at the beginning. Like he's like, check, check. Is this mic working? Ba 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 ba. Ah, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I thought it was. I thought this movie, like so many eighties into nineties cop movies, mm-hmm. were like your partner's killed and you are avenging your partner. I swore that's what this movie was going to be, but nobody at any point is like. Oh, that poor one of our fallen officers. <laughs> like, nobody no. mentions this guy no. after this. <laughs> I I mean, which made me think, okay, maybe he was the guy they brought in, and he's like, listen, you let me go, I'll get you. But they never say Made that. a deal? No, they don't. Yeah, he they just don't. appears yeah. to be undercover, and they don't yeah. care that he's dead. No. No, well, there was, like you said, there's a lot of bloodshed that happens. But yeah. Dennis Farina cares more about his boots that the paramedics yes. have to cut off of him yes. than his dead. They cost a lot of money, partner. he points out. Yeah. They cost a lot of money. In the bar, we hear $17. I know it's 1985, and but I know it's a police a salary, but yeah. come on, really? Yeah. You're um, still talking about those boots like five weeks later? <laughs> oh. 
Dennis Farina. You didn't want to be in this movie, did you? No, that's why he got shot in the foot. Yep. Literally shot himself. Oh, God. All right. So anyway, so what we're building to is Chuck Norris is a cop along with Dennis Farina and a bunch Mm -hmm. of other people who Mm -hmm. don't have names except for the keep the change of filthy animal guy Uh from Home Alone. So they're all cops and there's this drug deal that goes bad and their Mm -hmm. informant or whatever is shot because... While they're all undercover, they see a bunch of painters get out of a van. And we know from Going Ape that criminals dress like painters all the time. Like, I was clued into what was happening well before anybody else in this movie. This Hispanic gang is killed by, what would you call them, Chicago gang? Chicago mafia? Spanish mafia, and I want to say the Lunas are the, like, more Italian or, or maybe just Chicago-based. Let's they, just say Chicago-based. The Chicago-based Italian mafia. Let's just call them that. Yeah. So they, they're the ones dressed up as painters, and they just open fire on all these guys dealing drugs. And, and it even then, takes the cops by surprise. The cops didn't expect this to go down. <laughs> no, no right. of course the cops don't. Right. So in, in all this chaos... They go over. Do they steal the drugs or do they just steal the money? I think they just take the money. I think it's right? just the money that they take. I do like. I'd never seen that before. So when when the before everybody is killed and the deal is starting to go down, our friend with the fancy hair, he is testing the drugs, and I've never seen. Usually, you see them like lick the cocaine or whatever it is. Yep. But he puts some kind of like Kool Aid dye on it, and it yeah. turns pink. And he's like, "That's the color I want." I've never seen that. I have you seen have? that in movies before. Yeah. Is it another Chuck Norris movies, or is it? <laughs> you think that's just <laughs> Chuck Norris's thing? He's like, nobody's doing drugs in my movie unless they're at an art gallery. If so, oh. they can do drugs. What the <laughs> heck was that scene even for? That art gallery? No, it was to get Chuck Norris in an art gallery so he looked sophisticated for 10 minutes. And then he makes the phone call in front of the people doing the drugs to the precinct. He's like, That is an amazing scene because... <laughs> He walks up to her and he's like, hmm, do you know what this painting means? And she goes, you're a cop, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that garbage man get up wasn't fooling anyone, uh, Chuck. Yep, yep, you're a little too obvious, Chuck. I think it's the, I think it's the, the beard. I think it's it's the, the beard. He looks like beard. a cop. He looks like a narc. Like mm-hmm. he is, he, he is, he's an interesting action hero in that he simply looks like any middle-class father of the 1980s. Like, he does not look like... Not till he starts raising legs and kicking and kicking ass. Yeah, it's weird that they allow him to do that so little in this movie. Other than beating up those guys at a bar, the only time he does this is when he's working out in that police warehouse? Yeah. (laughs) What is that place? It's a warehouse... For cops to just work out. That's what it is. When cops need to work out, they got a place to go. It's amazing. And some of those cops, did you see it? half that police force? Those dudes are jacked. They're <laughs> ripped. And I'm like, where are those cops? Like, chubby Dennis Farina's running around. And, and you have a guy, like, bench pressing 800 pounds behind him. And where's that guy? <laughs> right. What is he doing? Where's that guy when the going gets tough, huh? So some of these other cops... Uh, the, uh, like we said, the gangster from, uh, Home Alone. 
Mm-hmm. He is sitting in a graveyard with some kid. Like it's like they paired the oldest guy on the force yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah, youngest with the guy on the force, uh-huh. and he's even drinking. Yeah. He's got like a flask. Oh, were you about to excuse this behavior? No, I'm not of a excusing it, but I'm, I'm saying that's what leads up to his poor choice later on, I feel like. Is it? I mean, is it or is it just one of many reasons? Well. I mean, we don't get much of his backstory, but, you know, at one point even Chuck Norris was like, I don't know, I didn't want him to be a cop five years ago. So. Yeah, he he wanted him off the force for a while. Well, he's been with the the... He's been a cop for like like over fifty years, I think, or forty. He's been a, fifty. Years? Yeah, well, like, how well, old is this guy? Jamie? He, he says he's been on the force for a long time, maybe oh. forty. I don't know. He I, says I thought it was it. like thirty years, but anyway, maybe. it doesn't matter. It's a long time. It's a long yeah, time a long to be time. a cop. I get yeah. it. After all this goes down and and everybody's all thrown off, Mm -hmm. Chuck Norris is moving through this building so slowly, as we said before. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't because he doesn't know know where he's he's going. going. Yeah, I even think he's in the wrong building. I'm not sure. The painters have this little like ladder thing that that That, and they can just travel from Mm -hmm. one building to another just across a a tiny little platform, which is kind of cool. So, as we were you know saying earlier, this drunken elderly police officer starts running through the hallways of this building and he just shoots an unarmed kid. Yeah, like a teenager. Yeah, like just this teenager. Shoots him dead right in the chest. Yep. Yep. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, he goes down to like check his vitals or whatever. He pulls one of those teeny tiny little baby guns out of his sock. Out of his sock, yeah. He just like Uh mushes the guy's hand all around it to get his prints on it. Uh But his partner, the young kid, sees this Mm -hmm. and seems distressed but then you know like I mean, well, this it's is, not cool it's not a cool move you're right jamie it's not, not a, a cool cop move, move. <laughs> you're, you're right it's not cool yeah not and, cool and, not cool craigie and that is as you had explained to me earlier i appear i assume where the title of this movie comes from code of silence because mm-hmm. now you don't speak of it this is a cop that's been on the beat for a while He's he he loves his job even though he drinks a little much, but it's Chicago, right? Half of us are Irish anyway, right? And so uh, so yeah, you're you're not gonna tell, you're not gonna rat on your fellow cop, your brothers, right. your amigos, your compadres, your soul sisters. But yeah, any more? You got any more of those? I, I could. Soul I could. <laughs> Yeah, as our cops say all the time, we're just soul sisters, fellas. So not all of the guys are dead during this drug bust. Like, oh, co- one, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, the one guy that comes back to life after being shot <laughs> to just get to one last shot out. Yes, is he the guy who who suddenly later on is just like his arms in a sling and he's like, we gotta kill everybody. <laughs> so I think that is him. Yes, he's like the cat with nine lives. Why is he not arrested? He was the guy who was buying the drugs. Mm-hmm. He is the, I guess, leader. Well, he's not the leader. Skeletor, aka Tony Silva, is that, the leader. Yeah. But he's like second in command. I don't see how. He's not. He gets away. Well, they were so confused because they didn't expect the painters and this 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 kind of war between the two gangs to start. The cops were confused by all of it, and then some of the cops got injured. 
So even though Craigie, our old man cop, shot the one kid on accident, or shot the one kid and covered it up, um, Chuck Norris's partner um, gets shot in the foot. I think... um, Dennis Farina, who earlier in this movie is trying to solve a Rubik's Cube for some reason. Yeah, I like it. I don't know what he's Chuck doing. Chuck just hands him a Rubik's Cube at some point. And he's like, these things are... Oh, these... Did you ever see one of these, Chuck mm-hmm. Norris? So all this nonsense happens. They take a couple of the, the Mexican guys, Mexican, Hispanic, into the into the station. There's mm-hmm. like four cops interrogating two guys mm-hmm. in the same mm-hmm. room. That doesn't appear to be real police work. No. And they're all bad cops either. One runs up and yells at them and the other guy's like, wait, wait, it's my turn to yell at them now. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, oh, you thought they were bad. I'm really terrible. I'm really Ch- angry, yeah. And Chuck Norris is just sitting there silent and finally stands up and goes, I don't know, I'm out of here. Like, that's pretty much Chuck Norris's performance. I am puzzled by the appeal of Chuck Norris. I am too, I have to tell you. Yeah, and I had seen his movies before and never been all that impressed. Yeah. Like a lot of his movies, the movies he did for uh, Canon films where he's basically playing like your every man Rambo, like okay. you know, just Chuck Norris like pretending to be Rambo. Okay. Yeah. But the production values are so low and they're, they're such terrible movies. Like they were humorous for that reason. Yeah. But man, I don't get the appeal because no, yeah. he's not emoting. Some of my favorite scenes was him trying to comfort that girl, and he seems oh, very uncomfortable. With when this. she's like, "Just can you just hold me? Can you hold me?" Yeah. And I was like, "I doubt that was in the script." She's yeah. directing him. She's trying. They're she's in the trying. Scene. And he's not. He's got little yeah. to give. Well, oh. the one the younger cop says something about like how. He stays so cool and calm under pressure. And I wonder if that was supposed to be Chuck Norris's appeal. I'm sure, but still. It comes off as bland. That young kid in that bar, the young kid, he still looks like he's about 30. But in that bar, like, he's practically crying, like, breaking down. Like, I don't know what to do. This is, uh, like, my conscience is destroying me, my life, my career, my family. And Chuck Norris is just staring blankly back at him yeah. like, I don't know. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. I'm you, you know here. what you gotta do. Well, you don't have a beard, so I can't take you seriously <laughs> right there. You don't have a beard or a wacky yeah. perm like my other partner yeah. did. Yeah. Or a wacky perm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure how seriously I could take you, baby face. Okay. I was waiting. I was waiting for him. Like it's so like this character. I was waiting for him to walk into that bar and like order a tall glass of milk. Like I was just, <laughs> yes, like that yes. is who Chuck Norris is. I yeah, assume as yeah. a person in real life as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But certainly in this movie, he doesn't play a tough cop. He just plays a bland everyman. But it's like. He's a cop, but doesn't want to fit in with the guys. He doesn't seem to enjoy being there. Mm-mm. He kind of is a robot. Yeah, he goes in just even that he um he does get in some trouble because his mission went awry sure. a little bit, right? Yeah. So the chief kind of yells at him, and that's when we see the most emotion from him when the chief is yelling at him that his his mission went wrong, and the emotion comes if you watch carefully. It's all in the jaw muscle. Oh, it, it, you just see his jaw like clench and unclench. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think the director was just like? 
Uh, Chuck, <laughs> can we just get you a piece of gum or something? We got to do something here. Just chew gum during this scene. Just do anything. I think that's what he thought he when he they said, you know, okay, so you're going to be upset because you're getting scolded because your job, you know, you, your whole mission kind of went awry. And this was him getting upset. Because like you said, later when he's got to comfort the girl, and even he finds out the girl, you know, when his his dad's best friend or whatever is right. killed, he's just like, oh, man, uh, that uh, sucks. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> There's no uh, real, like... She's not going to take this well when I meet yeah. her. Yeah, uh, because yeah, he sits down next to her on that bench, and she's like, is it true? Meaning... Her whole family's dead. Was my entire family just yeah. massacred? Were my mom and my grandma. Well, P.S., how about when we meet them? So, so first we have this whole, this this mission gone bad where the, the, the two gangs have shot each other up and cops are injured and Chuck Norris's character is kind of reprimanded. And we see the cover-up, the Code of Silence cover-up with Craigie. <laughs> but then, all of a sudden, we're in somebody's um, house or, or living room and it's it's this, this like, mom character's birthday. It's like I just and, changed the channel. It's yes. like I accidentally sat on the remote mm-hmm. and now I'm mm-hmm. watching some family... I thought it was a comedy at first, but a family drama. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. About a woman having a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's got this, this lovely little cake and her daughter and I think her mother are there and her husband all of a sudden wants her... Just stops the whole celebration and wants her to pack for him to go to the the lake, right? And then the daughter gets mad. We gotta go. No, not even we gotta go. He's gotta go. He's not right. Taking I have him. to go. Mm-hmm. Who cares about you? Oh, I brought my dopey brother over to watch my entire family while I make a clean getaway. Yeah. It clearly didn't work, the brother watching everyone. No, nobody can ever watch anyone in this movie. There's that random dude in the in the kitchen i'm just gonna call it a kitchen apartment because the kitchen's oh yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. he's supposed to take care of her he can't even do why that. is he Nobody... answering the door for those crazy guys don't answer the door and you had your gun behind your back but it did nothing for you anyway yeah exactly yeah we just saw a bunch of painters walk into a building and kill people and the guy's like uh gas company it's like, <laughs> oh all right come on in man it's all right <laughs> <laughs> idiots we find out that the real evil guy looks like a skeleton with eyes mm-hmm. and he threatens Chuck Norris in the morgue and he's like, I'm going to give you a Colombian necktie. No, yeah. You know what that is? And I was like, please describe a Colombian necktie. And, and he should. does. Yeah, he does. Like, <laughs> he cut your throat and pull yeah. your tongue out and it looks like a tie. And later on, they pull a sheet off a guy and they're like, there's a Colombian necktie. I was like, please show me this in this movie. And they don't. No. I was a little bummed no. out by that. I wanted to see some like gory makeup work, but I'm sure Chuck Norris was like, not in my movie. Not for me. No. Also, no, no smoking on the set, anyone. <laughs> I need my eight hours of sleep. <laughs> this guy, this home alone guy, the home yeah. alone gangster. He's in a bit of trouble right. because there has to be an investigation. Right. So somebody, one of the other guys is walking around the precinct just with a... With the know, petition. With, yeah, with the petition. <laughs> and the young kid like reluctantly signs it and yeah. Chuck Norris will not sign no. it. He's like, nope. I've told you three years ago I didn't want this guy on the force and I'm not signing it. 
Yeah. And yeah. this at this point, Chuck Norris does not know that he shot that kid by accident. He just doesn't, he just doesn't like him. And he's guy. like, Craig, you probably did something. I believe it. Yeah, if it's right. bad, Craig, you oh, did it's it. another petition for Craig or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Another one. We have one of these every week for this dude. He's like, I'm not into him. No, thank you. Mm-mm. And again, facial hair. Zero on Craigie. Mm-hmm. And he's got little minimal hair on his head. So there might he's be... He's an older um, guy. He's an older guy. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Well, I'm saying there might be these um, these parameters that... that oh, so... That Chuck okay. Norris has. All right. Because you know if Chuck Norris ripped off his shirt, like, he's probably got so much chest hair. I'm sure of it. You know, he yeah. is a hairy dude. Yeah. I am sure. But I bet it's all well-maintained. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. No, it's mm-hmm. it's combed and brushed regularly. Combed and brushed. <laughs> Just combing and brushing. That's what I do to my back hairs and my chest hairs. <laughs> I brush the back hairs, you see, and I comb the chest hairs. <clears throat> oh, hey, what about when we meet the police robot? And I was so happy when a robot showed up in this movie. I know. It felt like RoboCop a little bit. <clears throat> and for the longest time I went, oh, no, we're never going to see that robot. Oh, my God, the robot's back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wondered why we're getting this full introduction to the, who, by the way, I love that the um, Diane Court's dad from Say Anything is the guy that's showing off the robot. Uh, I was going to call him Frazier Crane's dad. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So famous father yeah. shows up with a robot. Uh-huh. And I was like, whoa, that's all this dude is to, he just wandered onto the set for a day just to be the the, yep. the robot guy the guy but he does like like you know it's it's the same idea as in RoboCop like oh we have this machine right. and it's gonna you know replace all these cops and mm-hmm. oh all the cops are threatened and they kind of like Chuck Norris being the wet blanket that he is <laughs> like walks mm-hmm. out of this meeting and the robot turns on him and is like you drop your weapon now. And so Chuck Norris, instead of taking on the robot, because you can't take on a robot, he points his gun at Fraser's dad who has the controls and tells him to drop it. And he's like, you see, you can't replace cops with machinery. I'm out of here unless I need it later. <laughs> <laughs> that robot sucks unless I, Chuck Norris, am in control right, of unless it. unless I call upon it. <laughs> I didn't really love this movie. Spoiler. Okay. Yeah. But there were times, there were moments where this movie kind of had you me. You saw it was leading you on a yes, bit. Yes. Like yeah, yeah. The whole bar scene where those guys try and rob a bar full of cops. Like. What the two, what it, so there's the one bar scene when, um, when Craigie's old partner or the young kid yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. has the, the heart to heart. Yes. But then later on, I don't know what that one's about when the two guys go into the. Don't know. Because it happens <laughs> earlier that night. That happens like yeah. a half hour before that guy breaks down. Mm-hmm. And I love how the the cops like never come to pick those guys up either. Like the joke mm-hmm. when Chuck Norris walks in is like, I don't know, we called the precinct. They thought we were lions, so they didn't take them. Like, so here so they they're are. just handcuffed to a radiator? Yeah, hanging out at the bar with the rest of the cops. But, and that was a whole thing, that the two of them are preparing to go into the bar to... To rob the bar, I guess. I was so ready for them to be, like, working with one of those gangs. Mm -hmm. And they were going to exact revenge on all these cops. Like, I was Mm -hmm. waiting for a Lethal Weapon 2-style cop massacre scene. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it didn't happen. It does not. I was like, why is this weird bit of comedy 
infused in the middle, like dead yeah. center of this movie that has had no intentional laughs Mm-mm. up to this Mm-mm. point other than no. Dennis Farina's wacky getting out of the police business ideas. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dennis Farina should work at DC Cab. He wants out of that so badly. He does. He does. He should. <laughs> He'd be a great cab driver. He would be a great, great cab driver. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, and Jamie, we're watching so many movies that just uh, my TV and movie watching experiences now are completely shaped by all of the movies that we've seen because okay. we go from RoboCop two cat people when we're at the zoo. <laughs> oh, I know. I thought about that. Yeah, when when we're at the zoo, I was like, oh boy, where are we going now? She can, and why we're at the zoo, and what do we need to know? So this girl, who is the daughter of one of these mob she's guys. the daughter of, what's the guy's name? Luna? Luna. 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 Yeah. Well, she's Diane Luna. Right. right? Okay. So she's, I guess she's a school teacher, or she's taking a handful of kids to the zoo now, for the day. Now, Diane Luna. Uh, the yeah. character's name, not the, not the actress's name. Um, you may know her from many movies. Well, no, you uh, you can list them. Go ahead. I'm just saying, let's start with uh, uh, least known, but maybe best known for us. She played the young wife in How I Got Into College. Remember the, ah, the older dad's like, yes. younger wife? But she was also the uh, foreign exchange student from Better Off Dead. And she was uh-huh. one of the people in Herman's head. She was like the nice one the ah. nice lady in Herman's head. So here we go. Just a smattering of things that actress has done. She's there with kids. I guess she's a teacher. I don't know. It never comes to anything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she's there and she literally points at a big cat and is like, "Is that a leopard?" I was like, "A leopard? Is it? Is it? Is it black?" And it looks like a panther. <laughs> I know. It's like, where are we going with this? <laughs> we know a bit about these. Look out! <laughs> there might be an arm inside of it. There aren't enough shots where I can see if the Chicago Zoo is better equipped to handle animals than the uh, New Orleans yes, Zoo. Yes, yes, yeah. Because we definitely know our feelings of the New Orleans Zoo. Mm-hmm. Jamie, mm-hmm. I did I did design a little shirt for our thing that does have a picture of a leopard on it. And it does <laughs> say, hashtag me too. <laughs> hashtag New Orleans Zoo. <laughs> Hashtag cat people 1982. And I'm still hesitating putting it up because I don't want anybody to think we're making fun of the Me Too movement. Me Too movement. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. So if anybody wants that shirt, let me know. I'll put it up then. Private message. If anyone would on. wear yeah. that. <laughs> so this begins a very, very long sequence where mm. she is being followed by her uncle who is sworn to protect her. Right. And Chuck Norris and his now young partner, because now he's teamed with this young guy. Because right, because his you know, friend, his home old alone is, is yeah, yeah, he can't be a cop for a little while. He's suspended for a minute, yeah, because of the investigation. I love it though. The young cop even makes a comment. He's like, "We're following them, and they're following her, and we know nothing." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's exactly how I feel right now in this that's, movie. That's, like, what is happening? I know nothing, and yeah. I just wa- I'm just watching people follow watching each other around the zoo. Yeah, yeah. And why like, are you oh, following now her? you're inside of the gift shop? Oh, now you're back outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're going down the street, one after the other. Oh, now you're all getting in different cars together. It's like, what is is this? What this movie is? And oddly, for stretches, that is what this movie is. That is what this movie is. It's Mm -hmm. a lot of people just driving around. To get to where they need to go. Walking Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. following each other. 
I mean, it's it's like a movie that's a hundred minutes long. It could be ninety. You can make mm-hmm. this ninety easy. Mm-hmm. This is where Chuck Norris follows her into an art gallery for. Oh no yes, reason. this is a great example. This is when he walks in, and I looked at him, and I was like, "Was he wearing like a turtleneck and a sport coat before? Or did nope. he bring that with him?" He was ready in case he went to an art gallery. Yep. That's the kind of investigative work he does. So he's he follows her into the art gallery, like you said. She's like, she could like smell that he's a cop. But the artist, because, you know, that's what artists do. They're doing drugs or coke right there on the table. Yep, lots of it. Chuck walks by, makes a call on the phone right there yep. to the to the precinct, which then scares all the people doing drugs. Like, oh, there's a cop here. What? It is hilarious. He gets yeah. on the phone. He's like, yeah, it's me, a cop. Yeah. And I know he's just doing it to mess with them. And it is kind of funny that he but does But then we that. don't ever see that artist again. We no, don't you ever... don't. Mm-hmm. And I just love how he walks by him. And then, like, the artist is holding up a magazine in front of his face. And he yeah. pulls it down and goes, catch you later. Yeah. And then walks away. And I was like, that is a chilling line delivered yeah, yeah. by this weird man Maybe in a beard. Maybe we're trying to see how eclectic that Diane Luna's life is. Like, first one, when one it, she's at the zoo with children. Next minute, she's at an art gallery with... She is living her life, yeah. Jamie. Yeah. And she doesn't, because she doesn't, she doesn't really care for her dad very much. And even no. though... Well, her dad is a the rotten monster being, who mm-hmm. wasn't even, like... I love how they're celebrating her mom's birthday. It's she, some other random woman. I think it's and her grandma, her yeah. Okay, and they're like, happy birthday! And then we cut to her dad, like, walking down the steps. Like, he was upstairs during all this? Yes, he wants no part of it. He's worried about, the, well, they're obviously out to get him, and he knows it. Yeah. Forget his wife's birthday, right? But P.S., it doesn't take long before her family is killed. Isn't that, like, the next scene after the... Well, the next scene is... Oh, no, the funeral procession. The funeral yeah. procession that they drive through Silva. No, not Silva. I'm getting my characters and real people confused now. Luna. They drive a funeral procession of these guys who were killed in this drug deal through their neighborhood, like right in front of their house. <laughs> and he even throws like a... He throws like a flower out the window. Yeah, and it gets And the uncle watching the house like stomps on, uh-huh. on it and rubs it into the ground. And for this to be like this amazingly huge gang, like almost turf war, mm-hmm. barely anyone is killed. Well, not in the beginning. In the beginning, we've got some bloodshed, but yeah. No, but I just mean like... It's not like... It's not like this Luna guy has a bunch of foot soldiers out there oh, who are right. like dropping like flies. We hear about the one guy who got a Columbia necktie. We don't see it. And it's right. like, yeah, he worked over at uh, that, that meat place or, you know, he was uh, in charge of now. See, they're not in New York. I can't, I can't I like do it. it. Can I did Chicago? start the Chicago oh. and now I can't Good do times, it. Good times, great movies, fabulous accents. What regional <laughs> accent will we butcher next time? Nah, We've already done... That. We already did that main accent, which was bonkers. Because <laughs> you and I both just dove into I that thing. Oh. oh, don't you know? Whoa, wait, you're really a Minnesota. Yeah, there. see, they mm. get too deep. And you gotta, you gotta keep you gotta it a little later. Like, uh, yeah, later. You gotta do like a. Uh, yeah. You gotta channel you gotta, your. Uh, like your Dan Aykroyd, you gotta you gotta just like find oh, a Dan Aykroyd, yeah, Acroyd like a Dan Aykroyd, uh, and then you kind of mm, gotta get it, like almost, a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a blues, you gotta get a Blues Brothers thing going, and then you know? that feels a little bitter, bitter, 
That's a little bitter, but <laughs> we're doing okay. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Okay. We're doing all right here. Uh, all right you know, here. Gotta, we're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. You ever see a? Uh, did you ever see one of these here uh, Rubik's cubes? <laughs> Wait, Ooh, this is, this is so good. Minnesota. <laughs> this is so bad now. <laughs> I can't even just settle into a Dennis Farina, which is a nice. Comfortable, comfortable Chicago. Comfortable? Comfortable. comfortable. I don't know. It's comfortable. Know it's comfortable. Hey, go, uh, uh, <laughs> you can just say the bears and leave it at that. Oh, yeah. There you go. The bears. There's so many. There's so much bear stuff in this. That guy has a mint green kitchen with just a bear's pennant on the wall. Because <laughs> they love their teams, you know. Uh. Too. You know, uh, we could uh, we could sell some brats, some brats and some sausages. I like and, the brats. Uh, right outside of uh, Cubs Stadium, I know a guy. He could get us tickets to every game, and of course, then Chuck Norris is like. I love the idea that the, the director is like. So Chuck, uh, you gonna do a uh, like a like a? You gonna just try? You gonna just try a Chicago act? Oh, you're not. No. You're not gonna. Mm-mm. No, maybe you're. Mm. Maybe you're from. Uh, Maybe you're from New York or something. Maybe, you know, things went back. Oh, you're not even doing a New York accent. No. You're, just, you're just Chuck Norris you're in this Chuck. movie. That's fine. It's me. I'm the yeah. director of this. Don't know my name, but I guess I'm from <laughs> Chicago, too. <laughs> Come in here, Dennis Farina. Hey, it's me, Dennis Farina. I sound a lot like the director of this movie. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, anyway, so for some reason... Chuck Norris knows that the grandfather or father of Luna lives on a boat. Like I don't know what oh, is yeah. going how on. Does he he visits know how his to get to the boat. Don't know to find him there. Don't know because he just walks on, and this uh-huh. guy's like got sexy he... ladies working computers or something yeah. for him, and he's like, uh, you know, you. Uh... <laughs> I can't get out of it now. Do but it. he's telling Chuck Norris, he's like, eh, you know, you should just uh, invest in some oranges. I know that the oranges are going to go really good. I got a, I got a guy, and he's going to make all the trucks break down. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you giving stock advice to Chuck Norris? And can you buy stock in <laughs> oranges? This is stupid. This scene doesn't make any sense. It's just we can kill an old man in a car later on. Yeah, it's just to see that man. Well, and then doesn't Chuck Norris push somebody in the water? He throws a guy in, and yeah. then the guy like climbs on, he punches him again, yeah. and he falls in. But now is your favorite part of the movie, the brutal murdering of a family. <laughs> it's my favorite part. I don't know. You've been waiting to get here. I, have, I wanted to take us here, yeah. When a moving truck comes and now there's three It's not even a moving truck. It's just full of vegetables. Oh, it's yeah. like a vegetable delivery yeah. truck. And they're right in front of the house that's supposed to be being protected, right? Yeah. But And the grandmother, the mother. I love it because when they're all laying dead on the floor, the mother's hand's on the grandmother's belly. And she's clearly still breathing because you can see her <laughs> hand going up and down. It's kind of like that leopard in Cat People. But I was like, they're making John Hurd drag around a live cat Uh that they've tranked. That's good acting. That's like committing to that role. Like, there's a chance I could be mauled if this thing wakes up. But I'm doing it. I'm doing it for my craft. He's a professional, speaking of Home Alone. (laughs) What the hell is going on? Why are are there all these connections out there? It's a vortex of sorts. Yeah. Oh.
Well, so, yeah, her family's killed, murdered, shot to death, laying on the floor, and now they're gone, and now they're after her. And Chuck Norris gets this on a phone call, and again, talking about the non-range of Chuck Norris, we only get his side of the phone call where Mm -hmm. he hears that all these people have been killed. He does not look mildly upset at Mm -mm. all. And this girl that he, I don't know, possibly had a connection with at the art gallery. It's almost as if it was an afterthought, something he nearly forgot. He was like, oh, uh, yeah, was there, uh, was hey, was the there girls, another like, girl a teenager? There? Yeah. Oh, no? Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you a movie star, Chuck Norris? <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> Maybe we should hear from our Chuck Norris fans if they're out there. Like, what is yeah, that about? Yeah, Chuck please. That you enjoy. I, I, I feel like Chuck Norris is, I feel like he is enjoyed on a very ironic level. Mm. In the way that I assume when I say I love Charlie Sheen, people think that I am being ironic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know how serious I am about it. So maybe there are people out there that truly love Chuck Norris and appreciate mm-hmm. him as, as a martial mm-hmm. arts star okay person? okay as a high kicking did you see that lazy ass split he tried to do at one point oh yeah when he goes down and just when, sticks out that, one leg that's when he's I, on top of the train oh, oh no <laughs> that train fight yeah. that train fight is the laziest most meandering like we don't have stunt doubles Chuck, you got to do this. What? I got to do this? Yeah, you're going to have to do this. Well, I'm not taking more than baby steps. All right, let's just shoot it and see how it works. And that's it. what it looks like. <laughs> no, but no, but he's in the he's in the police gymnasium and he like drops down while oh. somebody's talking to him and he sticks one leg out and like does a half a Van Damme and I'm like, "You are not fit to put on <laughs> Van Damme shorts." <laughs> No, I, I I enjoyed our Van Damme time. Not so much. Right, yes. Time. I yeah. mean, Van Damme is a horrible actor. Oh, terrible. Could, could terrible. you imagine Chuck Norris trying to act in the scene where they're like, okay, Chuck, in this scene, somebody takes, like, magical chalk dust, throws it in your eyes, oh, and God. I want you to look around <laughs> wildly. He would look just the same. He would no. look just the same. Like he, he would just be a stare straight yeah. ahead uh-huh. with this sober, dead glare. Uh-huh. And then... I don't know, wait for the camera to cut away. Like, it's just like a sack of potatoes and they drew eyes on it. Oh, it's not that sacky. It's not that sacky. I mean, that beard beard is everything. All right. Everything. (laughs) All right, fine. (laughs) They glued a beard on a potato. (laughs) And they pointed the camera at it. (laughs) All right, so you're right. Would you like to even... Get us to this train? Don't know why they're on a train or fighting. Oh, well, how does they, How do we get to this train? Well, so the girl, we're following the girl, right? Oh, this is when she gets chased. Yeah, when she hides behind the dumpster. And then <laughs> Chuck is about ready to, like, get. So, so she, well, she's with her uncle, right, in the city. Yes. And the uncle literally gets stabbed in the back. <laughs> yes. And then she goes running. And Chuck Norris is there, too. He sees some of this happen, and now he goes after the chase, too. But now she's being chased by, I guess, the Hispanic gang's people. Yeah, it's, again, and our second to third scene where somebody is chasing someone who's chasing someone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just 
rolling into chasing, rolling yeah. into chasing. And she hides for a minute behind a dumpster, and she thinks she's lost them, but then this one creepier guy, <laughs> Angel, I guess is his name, finds her, and then four guys are ready to, like, take her on, I guess, and Chuck Norris Let's comes call out. call Angel... Uh, 20 years the senior of all the other yes, guys in Yes, but game. somehow he can unru- outrun them, outwit them. Oh. At every Chuck- scene where they're running, he starts in the front but quickly lags behind. Yeah, and the next yeah. time they show him, he's back in the front but lag <laughs> So Chuck Norris does get three of the guys he, to drop their weapons and get against the wall. But not this renegade angel guy. He has He knows his mission. Even the other guys are like, Angel, come on, just drop the weapon. Come on, let's just listen to this guy. But he's like, no, I'm here to get the girl. Yeah. And he does, Angel, he takes her. we're the Colombian mafia. Yeah. This is a little too extreme for us. <laughs> Angel, hold on. You do not want to hurt that girl. I don't know what our mission was. We just stabbed a man in the back. But, right. whoa, buddy, calm down. <laughs> but Angel takes her onto a train because that's where you're going to take someone. Well, you're in Chicago. You have trains above your head. You have trains below your feet. There's just trains everywhere in Chicago. They're everywhere. So you jump it on one. Yeah. And then Chuck Norris hops on that train, too. And uh, let me see this later. They start fighting on the train. It's Chuck Norris trying to Skype in with us right now. (laughs) Later, Chuck. I heard you were saying bad things about my acting. A really good actor, actually. That actor paid for my many homes. And my but beard oil. Nothing else to say. I would assume he uses beard oil. That's <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm Chuck Norris having a nice time sitting at my kitchen table alone. Just thinking about how self-satisfied I am right now. Yeah? Sitting here with Mark Ruffalo and just yes. having a good time. <laughs> Mark's like, this is great. This is so great. <laughs> Chuck, You're I so just, great. Chuck, Chuck, I just enjoy spending time with you. You know, your, it's just... your beard's so great. Great <laughs> beard, Chuck. It's so great. Chuck, your beard's so great. I know it is. <laughs> Chuck, do you want anything to drink? I don't know, maybe like a juice box. Do you have anything <laughs> that's not? Too spicy, maybe. Not too spicy. I mean, you know. No, I like straws. I, no, I know that the people I, are against them, but I like them. Yeah, I prefer drinking out of straws. No <laughs> crazy, no crazy straws. Not though. a crazy straw. It's a little too, it's a little too intense for me. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's. Oh. <laughs> and I don't even know if our Mark Ruffalo conversation was cut out for non-patrons. So, guys, that is why you need to become a patron. Yeah. Unless you heard it, then I'm just lying. Because why? Why is Mark Ruffalo hanging out with, right. with Why would with Mark Chuck Ruffalo Norris? be you so polite know. and just you having know. a great time hanging out with Chuck Norris? You don't know. You know. He's not, he's not <laughs> Jamie's best friend. <laughs> or apologetically not hanging out with her. So the way this fight ends is crazy. Like Angel Angel just dives into the Chicago River. Chuck Norris dives after him. And then Angel is run over by a speeding boat. <laughs> Which I kind of love. You see his face like, what? And that's how he goes. 
And then yeah. the girl, the young girl, who doesn't look all that young. They keep referring to her as a young girl. I don't know. You could have gotten an actress that looked younger. Like I'm sure this girl could play between 16 and 30 if she wanted to. Mm-hmm. But she looks in her 20s. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know. Like Chuck Norris treats her like she's 15 years old in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there were. I'm glad they didn't have any sort of relationship. I was no, kind of afraid that that might happen. I'm glad that it didn't. I didn't think we were going to go there. Oh, you didn't? Had, okay. No, we had too much other action, and it was really more about keeping her safe than. Yes. No. And he's really, chivalrous, Chuck Norris. I mean, he's listen. I, wouldn't surprise me if that was in the script and he got there and he's like, none of that. No, not going to do it. Not going to. I'm asexual. I'm Chuck <laughs> Norris. I'm like Ken doll underneath you. If you want buns, you get Jean-Claude Van Damme for this movie. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not it. your guy. I'm not, not even unbuttoning guy. the top button of my shirt. I won't do it. I'm going to wear a handkerchief tied around my neck so I don't even expose too much neck. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> this t-shirt hangs down a little too low. I need a neckerchief. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he like comforts her because I don't know. She just watched a man get hit by a boat and has an no, and she found out her whole family dies. That's when she's like, "Is it true they're all dead?" Yeah, except your dad who's on out hiding. Except your scummy dad who left you all to die while he mm-hmm. hid in the woods. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't His know. Yeah. Whatever. And Shady. and this is. This is the first of two times where she, like, is sobbing next to Chuck Norris. And this is not the scene where she's directing him to hold her. And he's just sitting there mm-hmm. staring blankly straight ahead while she cries and, like, slumps over into his lap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he takes her to some guy. I thought it was the chief. The angry chief? Yeah. But it's just some dude that we've never even met before. No, we find out later because she's looking, she's hanging out with him and they're looking at, I guess, pictures. She says, you looked good in the uniform. So this, this is a friend of, of Chuck Norris's dad who was also on the police force who was killed in the line of duty. And this was his ex-partner, I guess. But we don't know that at all. Until no, later. we learned that five minutes before this guy's yes. murder. We just know that he takes her there to keep her protected. Yes. Right? And safe. And he just kind of leaves her there. And it's like... Which, again, and, he's like, she doesn't want to go into police custody. Uh, will you watch her? Okay, great. But mm-hmm. in hindsight, maybe you shouldn't take her in there, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently these super bad guys know who you're dad's ex-partner was Mm -hmm. like i mean i understand chuck norris in this movie clearly does not have many friends like Mm -hmm. he has nowhere to go nobody really seems to like him no so where's he gonna put her but i'll take her to your place we never see his place do we no we don't don't know where he lives he just roams Mm -hmm. the streets Mm -hmm. wow okay he doesn't drive a police car either. He has this undercover car that he drives. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of not police cars. He does drive a police car at one point because he wrecks his other car. Oh, that's right. And then has that's to steal right. a guy's car because we just hear the yeah. guy go, Hey, what are you doing with my car? Yeah. Okay. So Chuck Norris's partner, the young kid who is his partner, but they have not been in a scene together, <laughs> calls him from a bar where the cops are just partying. They are having a great time. Don't know why. Him. What are they celebrating? The murder of this family? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But they are whooping it up. 
and the partner like he's breaking down like he can't the deposition for home alone is Mm -hmm. the next day Mm -hmm. and he's like i don't know how i can lie on the stand turns out Mm -hmm. pretty easy to do yeah uh doesn't even really blink about it he's just like yeah my birth well because he says you know, if he, he realizes that if he tells the truth, then it, it's, he's breaking the code of silence. He will be, how will they, how will he work again? How will he be respected at work? He's and we see how rough yeah. the code of silence is. Mm-hmm. Chuck it's Norris is like, nah, that guy's too old to be a cop. And the rest of the cops are like, fuck you, Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. We won't back you up. We'll just right. <laughs> You know what? Uh, I think it's better if you die. I think everything will be yeah. so much better if mm-hmm. you're totally dead. Mm-hmm. So Chuck Norris is on his way to the bar and we see some dudes in a car like psyching themselves up, having hilarious banter. The one guy keeps trying on different pairs of sunglasses. With the sunglasses? <laughs> the other guy's yelling at him. It's a regular Abbott and Costello routine. Yeah, yeah. They Their plan, which again, thought their plan was to murder cops or something. Their mm-hmm. plan is to simply rob this bar. Which yeah. is doing incredible business. Like, I don't think you go into any establishment at peak hours to no. rob it. No, that's, this I mean, isn't a good plan. The moment these, these guys walk into this bar and see that it's standing room only, I assume you turn around mm-hmm. and you leave. Mm-hmm. But they don't. They mm-hmm. go through the whole stupid plan. It's a big joke because they pull out their guns and then every single cop in there turns around points a gun at them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then these two guys again have hilarious banter back and forth mm-hmm. oh and it makes no sense in uh-uh. this movie uh-uh. this belongs in you want to put it in a movie put it in 48 hours it should have been in 48 that's hours that's where it there. belongs i agree not not so much in code of silence yeah it doesn't make any sense code of silence i assume chuck norris was not on set that day and everybody was like let's have some fun guys let's just do something fun right let's just get let's <laughs> get a little crazy yeah so chuck norris like i don't know i guess he's on his way or he's just about to leave this is when he walks in <laughs> this is when chuck norris whispers to this girl they whisper back and forth for the entire scene Mm -hmm. i didn't have my closed captions on so i didn't know what they were saying it was impossible to hear any words so uh so uh chuck uh in this scene yeah you're trying to comfort this girl and so so you know you want to (laughs) be you want to be as comforting as possible. you don't want to come off as gruff so do i uh do i whisper well, I'm not sure if you have to whisper. I don't think it's... It's just you need to be a comforting presence. So I'll just whisper, okay? Oh, my God. It is the worst acting. Chuck Norris, what are you doing in movies? This is baffling. Through this whole movie, I was like, how is this guy here? How did he get to the position he is now in? I mm-hmm. want to watch an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger now. I never thought I wanted to watch that show, but now I want to this see what's happening. This is leading you there. Leading you there. Yeah. He, maybe it's not, because there's not as much action. Like you said, he does a half split, kind of a lame fight on top of a, a train. Maybe this isn't as much action as as some of his other maybe. works. The, the train thing was funny, but also the big action scene at the end of this, just watching he and the main bad guy Skeletor like scamper around like watching them try and run was it's so strange it's so strange because they're (laughs) 
barely moving. They're like scuttling around. They're never like ducking behind anything. Uh-uh. They're never running at full speed. Everyone's just no. kind of like it's just a leash it's a that scamper. they trot with their That's arms good... flailing around. It's oh, but anyway, Home Alone bad guy confronts Chuck Norris about not signing the petition. Mm-hmm. And Chuck Norris, like, it's again a part where you could act, but Chuck Norris is like, you know I didn't sign that petition. And just walks out of the bar. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. end. No confrontation. Nope. He doesn't raise his voice. He doesn't, he doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-mm. So the he next, doesn't call him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the next day, this uh, friendly ex-partner is making the girl eggs. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, they're having a great breakfast in that, you know, mint green kitchen that we have not left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't no have a real apartment. apartment. Right. Yeah. I assume he sleeps in the sink. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but the phone lines are dead because Chuck Norris is at this deposition about the murdery cop. And he keeps trying to call. Like every time I guess there's a timeout, whatever, he tries to call, but he can't get through. The kid does not fess up. The kid's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the saw the young kid. Yeah, he had a gun. Uh-huh, trust me, it really happened. And, yeah. But Chuck Norris gets up. He's like, that guy? He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> like, yeah, no, I don't want him on. Yeah, he's I a garbage monster. The, yeah. yeah, of course it's I didn't It's been years that. since I wanted him, since I've liked him. I don't like him at all. And has no qualms about saying it. And the, basically, there's like a collective silent gasp that happens between all the officers. Like, what? But also, I guess it's not enough for this guy to get suspended or, or, or you know, fired. Like, it's just, oh, well, I guess he did kill that kid in self-defense and Chuck Norris just hates him. Chuck Norris just has a bad taste in his mouth for him. Yeah. He's an odd cop anyway. Yeah. But all the other cops, of course, because of this, don't want anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. And Chuck Norris, he he goes and finds out that the guy that he left this girl with is dead. His buddy mm-hmm. is dead, killed. He's been killed. And then he knows to go to some pool hall or bar? Yeah, he knows he's going to find, um, like, the leader, the, the, the leader of the other... Bright Dang, Silva yeah. Skeletor is there. Yeah, yeah. So he goes there, and none of the cops will go with him. So when he shows up, there's just a bunch of dudes. I love how he goes upstairs, and the one guy's like, hey, what are you doing? And he's doing coke, and Chuck Norris smashes his face. Smashes his face into the mirror. <laughs> into the mirror several times. Uh-huh. Every time they showed a close-up, it's his face isn't quite touching the mirror. No, it's no. very obvious. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I noticed that. But he goes downstairs and he kind of like, like, he's kicking these guys', these guys asses and then his one weakness, which is a pool ball, one guy just throws it in the back of his head. Down for the count. And then they, they beat the crap oh. out of him. It's bad news bears for, and nobody, when he's going to, is it, no, it's the, it's when he goes later to the factory. That nobody comes for backup. When he goes to the bar... No, 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 no. The bar really is the nobody's going for backup. This is when all the guys are laughing about it. Yeah. But but then, what's his name? Um, Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina, yeah. So Dennis Farina then... Appears to have walked at this walk to this bar. Oh, that's right. In to a check cast. on him. It's mm-hmm. like the next day he walks into mm-hmm. this empty, now empty bar. 
Mm-hmm. And he finds Chuck Norris, and Chuck Norris is like, thanks for helping me, and then runs away. And this Farina's still hobbling around With another in plan. Cast. Doesn't he shout another plan out to him? Like, we could do oh, God. this instead. He always has a plan. Yeah. Always has a plan. Mm-hmm. What's his plan at the end? It's the only one uh, down. This is when now he gets news that the other guy, I think it's the news that his friend with the broken foot comes to tell him, is that the guy Luna is coming in and going to be at the bus station. Yes. coming in from the lake house and someone's going to pick him up at the bus right. station. Yes. So Chuck Norris heads to the bus station to find, meet up with this There's a car guy. chase scene where the car flips at the end. Luna and the old man, the old man's the one that picks him up, the old man that was on the boat. Mm-hmm. He picks him up. The car flips. It explodes. They're all dead. Oh, my God. Their faces right before it explodes and they die. I am so <laughs> glad that you took note of that because they have – there's, like, four guys in this car. They have reaction shots from each one of them. Yeah, it's pretty great. This car flips. Uh-huh. It, is, it looks like a student film. It is so hilariously uh-huh. bad how uh-huh. shocked and how each of them were like, oh, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it flips and then and it doesn't just explode it starts to catch on fire mm-hmm. and then Chuck Norris like can't open his door so he has to climb out his window and then as he like he doesn't run away because he's Chuck Norris he casually walks away as it explodes yep. behind him uh-huh. so then Chuck Norris I guess has this brilliant idea where he calls Skeletor because he has the guy's phone number whatever yeah, he calls him for the payphone he calls him and he's like, I got Luna. Give me the girl. Let's meet at a warehouse. How does that sound? So, first of all, Chuck Norris that night goes back to the police gym warehouse. Yeah. And there's a guy in his office, like, watching movies with a woman. Oh, yeah. Don't know what's going on. I don't know. But this is, he goes back to get the robot. Right? Isn't yes. that why he goes back? I didn't yeah. know it was the robot. Did you know it was yeah. the robot? I no. He steals once... a big truck. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And what's but in it, that big oh, truck? It's the robot, and mm-hmm. I was so happy. Mm-hmm. Because if the people, if the guys won't, behind, you know, won't support him, he's going to find that this robot will. Right. Even yeah. the kid, even the kid that he protected. We just, we see one scene of him, like, sadly walking the streets at mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. He's not even supporting him. Nobody's supporting Chuck no. Norris. Mm-mm. So he has to go for, He's a one I assume, show. his real friend, a emotionless robot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the bad guys are, like, at this, you know, like, waterfront warehouse CD area where I guess they decide to make the exchange Luna for Luna Jr. And so Chuck Norris, all the bad guys are preparing. They're like, you get on this roofs there and you shoot them and you hide behind a bunch of bricks and you go over here. So he stole this robot and this robot does pretty much all the damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the robot's the one that blows everybody up and gets all the... And But doesn't Chuck also have like a crazy like... Not missile, but he's got some crazy weapons himself that he brings in. Yeah, he's got like a rocket launcher that he shoots at the door and it blows the doors into this warehouse. And then he walks it. Like, I love when he walks in because he's got like a shotgun and that big ass remote for the robot in his hand. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and then everybody starts shooting at him and he like scampers away. And then like the robot comes in and murders everyone uh-huh. kind of for him. Yeah. I mean, he, he kills some guys, yes. But the robot does the bulk of the damage. The robot helps take care of most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the girl is hung up by her wrist, right? Or yes. something. It's so horrible that they don't, and I don't want to give away the end of the movie, but they don't even give her what, like, when he's coming at her, when Silva's coming at her at the end, at the very end. For the second time after he's been shot. For the second time. Like, I was ready for her to, like, grab onto the chain and, like, kick him. him. Yes. Mm -hmm. They don't even let her do that. It. It just has to be this lazy stroll over by Chuck mm-hmm, Norris mm-hmm. and then a slow motion gunshot by him. Slow and then he, motion gunshot. carries her out. Oh, it's so terrible. It is pretty brutal, though, because it's down to Chuck Norris and, and Henry Silva. And he's like, you just killed the girl. And he grabs a hammer. Oh, he's yeah. Gonna yeah. He's going to hammer her head. hammer her head in, I guess. Yikes. That is oh. kind of gross. In a movie that didn't need to be gross. And why? The guy they needed dead is dead. The Luna guy is dead. Why do they have to kill her daughter? The daughter. She's got nothing to do with any of it. There's no reason for any of this. Mm -mm, There's mm -mm. no reason for this movie. It's nonsense. But all the cops show up, of course, after everything has happened and Chuck wins the day. The girl's taken away by paramedics. and Oh, Dennis Farina shows up with, uh, hey, uh, Chuck Norris, uh, how about some uh, mail-order Christmas tree? You know, there everybody you likes go. a Christmas tree. Sure, sure. Hey, you want to sign my cast? I like how the cops are signing his cast in the bar. I thought that was kind of funny. I thought that was funny, too. And the one guy's like, <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? You're taking up all the room. Don't Other they... people got to sign this. <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm not done drawing this. He's like, it looks like shit. Just finish. <laughs> That is Code of Silence from 1985, released this day. This day that this episode this comes out. This exact day. Wow. This exact day in 1985, this movie came out. Well, did you like the movie? I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't hate it. Um, yeah. It moved along. Sure. It was fine, but it's very run-of-the-mill, very average cop movie for this mm. time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to agree. I agree completely. Like, I didn't hate it. I wasn't like, oh, my God. But I definitely wouldn't watch it again. No, no. It's not Mm -hmm. objectionable, but it's just kind of... And like I said, it was was a movie that shone a light on Chuck Norris for me. That I kind of wish... Yeah, that I kind of wish I had not seen. Like You didn't want to. I didn't want to. And if we have to revisit a film of his, again, I'm hoping it's one of those earlier 80s, so bad it's good movies. Yeah. As opposed to ones that seemed... Like, this... This felt like... And I know that it came after this, but this felt like Chuck Norris's Cobra. But he doesn't mm. have that, the personality of Sylvester Stallone, which no. sounds weird to say, but Sylvester no, but Stallone sense, is yeah. doing some crazy stuff in that movie. He's cutting pizza with scissors, Jamie, and yeah. Chuck Norris is doing nothing. We don't even get to see where Chuck Norris lives in this movie. We don't see him eat any yeah. pizza at all, no. drink anything. He might be a robot. Maybe. 
Well, what do you recommend if if you don't want people to watch Code of Silence? So, I think it was the beginning with the whole the the like sketchy apartment and killing the the one young kid. It reminded me a little bit of the 1994 movie The Professional with a very young Natalie Portman mm-hmm. when she uh she's taken under the wing of um um was his name Leon the assassin. And he, she is taught to be an assassin. But even that, like, if if the little girl, if the girl in this movie was a maybe younger girl, not this twenty-year-old girl, maybe then you'd have a little more of this, like, I don't know, like you'd see more of a softer side of Chuck Norris because he's protecting this young girl. You know what I mean? But anyway, and, I mean, the thing is, in that the the you know the professional in that, I can't think of the actor's name. I can't think of what his name is. But in there, it's kind of like this. He doesn't want to become emotionally attached to this girl. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to feel like he needs to protect her, but he does. And it's like this, you know, his conscience is fighting with itself. And, and there's emotion there. And also, Gary Oldman's performance in that movie as oh, the crazy bad yeah. guy is amazing. It's amazing. I agree. This yeah. just doesn't have any of that. This is no. so flat. It's like a yeah. dead fish. Dead fish in it. Like I did Chicago Fish. What about you? What's your recommendation? Well, you had given me my uh, recommendation before we started yeah, recording because I, I didn't knew. have one. How can I not recommend Home Alone? And yeah. everybody's seen Home Alone. I get it. But watch it again. Watch Just it again. It'll make you happy. I once sat down and tried to figure out how many times I had seen Home Alone. And conservatively, the number was 200. What? Like the movie in its entirety? Yes, in its entirety. It's the only movie I've ever seen in the theater three times. Oh, four. Because I took my kids to see it. They just showed it in theater near me um, this past Christmas. It was great. Oh, fun. But there was a summer where my sister and I watched it every day for the entire summer vacation. Oh, my. We ate breakfast and watched Home Alone. And watched it more than once in the day. And then in college, now we went to college, folks, before you had cable in the dorms. So the oh, best right. you could do was to have a VCR and mm-hmm. a bunch of VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And I would put in Home Alone nearly every morning while I would do work, and it would just play in the background. So technically, I didn't see it, but, but it I was heard still the whole part thing. of your day. Yes. Wow. Let's talk about the fact that we are going to have a Twitter poll up. For everyone, because you are all going to vote on the movie that we are going to watch for our fourth anniversary. Can you believe four years strong? I know. End of May. 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 I think it's. Uh I think it's literally May thirty first. Will be the the day that that episode comes up. We are going to do a documentary. Yeah. And. Because I said my prep for this episode was so bad, I did not write the documentary names down. So, what you want to do is you want to pay attention to Twitter, because the day after this episode comes out, I will put that poll up. And you will get to vote? Yes. There will be three to maybe four movies you can vote on. Not Mm -hmm. sure how many yet, but um, it'll be different it'll be different to cover a documentary i think yeah you know and i think we picked ones that were fun there's room for us yeah. to make fun of it even though the subjects may be somewhat serious 
Um, There's room for us to learn from them, right? Yes. You yeah. know what? We're all about educating our audience. That's what we are. Yeah. Anyway, Jamie, get ready for more Midwestern accents. Oh, I can Because wait. next week, nope, two weeks from now, <laughs> we are going to watch a David Lynch movie. Oh, you love a David Lynch. favorite director. So excited. And we are going to watch... Because we're part of a network called the 25th Frame, and um, on that network there are several um, Criterion-based podcasts, and I thought this Mm -hmm. would be a good reason because Criterion is putting out a really nice Blu-ray edition of Blue Velvet. Oh, we're doing the Blue Velvet. So we're going to do Blue Velvet. And the Midwestern accent is only David Lynch's. Kyle MacLachlan (laughs) does not have a Midwestern accent. Laura Dern does not have a Midwestern accent. Uh, Dennis, uh, why can't I think of his name? Not Dennis Leary. Not Dennis Quaid. Not Dennis Quaid. (laughs) Dennis, the one that's dead. Easy Rider. Dennis Hoosiers. Oh my God. Dennis Hopkins. Dennis Hopkins. No, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Hopper. There you go. Dennis Hopper does not have a Midwestern accent. So Jamie, I don't know. Have you seen Blue Velvet ever? Yeah, long ago. Okay, all right. Yeah. Because I think we should decide which one of us is going to drink Heineken and which Uh one of us is going to drink Pabst Blue Ribbon. We will figure that out, folks. (laughs) You maybe have one of each and watch Blue Velvet and listen to us in two weeks. And after Blue Velvet, after a Blue Velvet episode, we will announce the documentary that we are going to cover for our fourth anniversary episode. After y'all vote on it, that is. After yeah. you vote on it, mm-hmm. we will then announce it. Yes, yes. exactly. Those are the All right, everybody, have a great couple weeks, and we'll talk to you again soon, mid-May. Goodbye. <laughs> that was nice try. Why don't you give it to me right now? I would do that if it was Mark Ruffalo. If Mark Ruffalo came in and forced me to drink like prune juice, I'd do it. And not like because he's the Hulk, know. just because no. I think you'd Could be like, you see hey. Mark Ruffalo forcing you to do anything? You'd be like, <laughs> you know, it's really good for you. I'll stick with you while you do it. That's why I would, Sorry, that's, that's be... the kind of gentle, like, persuasion I need. I don't need anything rough and tough. I need a gentle ruffalo. Oh, look at that. A gentle ruffalo. (laughs) Gentle ruffalo. I'll be here for you, champ. Let me just eat this delicious piece of white bread. Yeah. Let me smear some little margarine on it. I like margarine. Do you? But not too much. I'm Mark Ruffalo. Don't overdo it. (laughs) Everything in moderation, everybody.
And not to make fun of Mark Ruffalo, he seems like the greatest person and That's the nicest exactly, person yeah, ever. Exactly. Like, <laughs> if you asked Mark Ruffalo to like come to your house, he'd probably be like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, I would love to. I, I really would. I just, I have something to do. Maybe I'll take a rain check on Yeah, you. I'll take a rain check. Give me your address. Yeah. I'll let you know. Okay? Give me your address. No promises, but no disappointments mm-hmm. either. No disappointments. No. And don't refer to me as the rough. I mean, I, I know you think it's a cute nickname. It sounds clever. I appreciate but... it. But, you know, I'm Mark to you. <laughs> so over the next few episodes, I want to highlight a different show that is on uh, the network that we're on, the 25th Frame. And so today I'd like to talk about pretty much the flagship show of the network. Uh, It's called Criterion Now, and it is hosted by Aaron West, who is an amazing human being um, for many reasons, but also because he asked us to join this network. Um, I've been on the show several times. Uh, It's Aaron West talking about everything Criterion. If you are a physical media nerd like myself, uh, it is definitely a show you want to listen to. It's normally weekly, maybe by three times a month ish and it sort of just goes through the news um of the uh criterion collection um sort of what they have coming up uh going over new releases uh talking about rumors uh occasionally getting into specific film and also occasionally jumping outside of that brand of that distributor uh and talking about other boutique labels like Um, Arrow and Indicator. It, again, is a physical movie, physical release. I can't even think of the words. uh, Nerd's Dream. So take a listen to the show. You'll enjoy it. Every now and then I come on. um, So it's certainly worth checking out. The other thing is go to the 25thframemedia.com. You can see a list of all of the shows there. And there's actually a master feed. So if you want to listen to, let's say, four of the shows on the network, uh, two of the shows on the network, perhaps all of the shows on the network, just subscribe to the main feed, 25th Frame, find it on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts, and our show will always come up there when it is released. Okay, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks.